Welcome back to the Pats Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Hensler, and together we're going to explore different facets of athletic training, our colleagues, and their stories. So stick around. Let's be better athletic trainers. Welcome back to the Pats Podcast. Uh, we're at the Pats Convention, and I have the pleasure of sitting down with our future president, the current president-elect, only for a few more hours, Yes, Nikki Catano. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been a long couple of days, but I'm excited. And, and thank, thank you for carving out some time. This is, um, I don't know when we're going to air this episode exactly, but it's the last one recording here. So you're closing us out. Yes. We're going to close out strong. All right. So, um, how did you get into athletic training? Oh my goodness. Okay. So um, I was an, a basketball athlete most of my life. I, I kind of kid with the students that I work with and the athletes that are patients that I work with that ball is life October 15th, you know, through March. Um, and it's always my favorite sport to watch with March Madness. But um, I was, a, uh, I walked on to a division one basketball program, um, played in high school, was relatively successful, but didn't think I was good enough to play in college. So applied to a couple schools, went down and it was like, let me try out. The worst I can do is make it. Or the worst I can the say is no. I <laughs> guess I got that backwards. Um, so it, it, w it was just to see if I could, right? Okay. Um, and so I really enjoyed being an athlete, but throughout the course of being an athlete, obviously, there are injuries that happen, just like with anyone. Yep. Um, but what I noticed about, I guess, my experience as an athlete, because the athletic trainers I worked with, we didn't really have a high school athletic trainer. You know, we had one, I think, my senior year, and it was smaller than your setup here. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I went to college, it was really neat to see kind of the encompassing sports medicine. You know, I started off in the, the pre-PT dreaded line. Um, gotcha. uh, you know, it's dreaded for our profession, um, it just, just in jest. But um, I would do anything that the athletic trainer would tell me to do. Um, and I didn't really ask a lot of questions, which isn't like me, but I did trust them as, as the healthcare professional that they mm. were. Um, and through like a variety of different injuries, like. I was taking 16 Advil a day, or I was, you know, getting injections, and I wasn't really asking many questions. Um, you know, so for me, the reason I became an athletic trainer was really to try to integrate best practices and, and evidence-based practice, um, provide patient-centered care that wasn't just focused on just getting them back out there, um, and being able to try to educate patients how to advocate for themselves. You know, just because you're a college athlete and someone says you have to do something doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. Awesome. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite part about being an athletic trainer? My favorite part is really the connections that you make. Um, Westchester University is getting ready to celebrate our 50 plus years of athletic training education. Awesome. So the interesting thing is when I was done undergrad, I worked for a year um, as an intern. You know, I lived at Myrtle Beach. I spent more money than I made. <laughs> so I decided I had to go back to grad school. And I went to Westchester University and I thought it was just going to be like a, a stop on the map. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been really fun to see that it's essentially my destination, right? I've been inspired. I was an internship candidate, so I didn't really have a program to feel like a part of. And so as I kind of became more involved with Westchester, I realized how, how rich the legacy was. I was humbled to be a part of it and just try to continue to push the needle forward. Um, and, and honestly, you know, it, it, it gave me a sense of purpose and seeing all these young alums go off and do fantastic things to add to the legacy of those that were there before, mm -hmm. you know, like, I can't even believe I'm there, you know, but just, just try not to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely always a concern when you're following in, in, in big footsteps like sure. that. Mm -hmm. um, so you've, um, 
you've seen the profession grow and change over the years. Obviously, mm -hmm. you came in through the internship, mm -hmm. and now we're, I mean, written practical, written oral sim, now it's all on a computer. Right. Um, what has been the largest change that you've, you've noticed in athletic training? I mean, for me, what's changed is the possibility, right? Um, the traditional settings have always been decently um, covered or, or healthcare mm -hmm. provided for them. Like I said, my high school, not so much. Um, but seeing all of the opportunities that athletic trainers could, could get into, you know, from a physician practice to working with performing arts, like that stuff didn't really exist. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity to provide Again, patient-centered care, because we're not dictated based on what services, what treatments we do that are gonna get reimbursed by an insurance company. Right. Like we're doing things because when a conversation with our patient, we believe that's the best thing to do based on research and other, other clinical mm -hmm. experience. That's awesome. I, I agree with you completely. Where do you see the profession going in the next five to 10 years? I mean, we're at a crossroads. We have the master's program starting. Sure. Um, we're coming out of the pandemic where I think athletic trainers just freaking rocked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were really rock stars. And I think pending that this legislation gets passed, you know, hopefully it'll open up some new doors um, and really allow us to be valued in, in arenas and settings that we didn't necessarily we weren't in before, right? right? So I think when I look at um, the patient-centered care aspect, you know, we're, we're looking at not everyone is treated the same way. You know, if you walk in with an ankle sprain and, and things going on at home, your why is really important with the treatment that we're going to do. Right. So I think that when we look at that, the opportunities extend so far outside of sports mm -hmm. and, and just runners or physically active people. Um, and so when I think of what can we do, you know, there are plenty of people that are my age, you know, that used to be an athlete, mm -hmm. try to maintain physical activity, maybe get an injury somewhere along the way, but this isn't really a pi patient population that we're working with. I might go to PT, do mm -hmm. some rehab, and I'm discharged, but I might not be to the level that I wanted to be. Right. You know, so I, I look at that kind of functional crossover as an opportunity, but I also look at um, prevention. I mean, injury prevention is, is key. Uh, I think, unfortunately, we don't do enough of it. We, we're more reactive instead of proactive. Okay. Um, and I think athletic trainers really think outside of the box and from a systems approach um, and looking at data and doing like previous analyses. Okay. And when you look at the pandemic, I mean, we really, I mean, we stepped up when we were needed and we were good enough then. So I don't know why we're not good enough now. Right. I, I agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if that bill passes. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, it's definitely one of the ones I'm following. Yeah. Reach out to your legislators. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got that email. I sent good. it. And I sent one out, yeah. Good. I appreciate you participating. So, uh, president-elect mm -hmm. for a few more hours, mm -hmm. transitioning to the president. Yes. Um, what excites you about this opportunity? So many things. Um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to continue to try to push the needle. Um, you know, Shelly has been running 9 million miles an hour and, and you know, <laughs> she really, really has <laughs> really doing a fantastic job um, during pandemic times. Like if we didn't have COVID, I have no idea what we would have accomplished. Right. Um, you know, so I have an opportunity to really help to continue that and then also kind of hear what members want and start to kind of carve that that new path. And so it's, it's funny because I'm, as I'm reflecting over the weekend, it's kind of a duality of emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm excited and I'm energized and I'm ready to go, but I'm also a little petrified and, and anxious. Because I, th I think that's good. Yeah. That way, you, you know, you, you, you know, the, um, I don't want to say severity, but you, you know, the implications of your role and sure. what you have to achieve. Sure. And, and when I think of my leadership style though, like doing this is not me. Like I hate being in front of people. <laughs> so I'm really nervous after watching Shelly, you know, 
emcee the banquet last night. I'm like, oh my God, that's gonna be me next year. Um, You'll do great. Thanks, I appreciate it. But I'm, I'm more of like a, a lead from the middle and trying to get folks to come along. Okay. Um, and you know, so I'm really hoping that with the transition in leadership that we can kind of find opportunities to, to collaborate as a society um, and work, work efficiently and, and work smarter because we all already work hard. I love it. I love it. So it's the end of the day. Everyone's um, there's a lot to get done to get to the business meeting. So I'm going to let you get going. Right. Uh, but I have to torture you with the question I've been asking everyone. Okay. What does being an athletic trainer mean to you? Uh, I mean, it means everything in that it gives me an opportunity to touch so many people's lives. It's not that I um, have to do this job. It's it's I want to do it. Um, and there are long days and. COVID really stressed um, some, of, some of the breaking points, right? Yep. But, but at the end of the day, I think we came out on the other side and, and ish, um, and we're very resilient. Um, and so, so for me, it's what it means to me is being able to hopefully positively influence people's lives, improve their own health education and advocacy for themselves, kind of moving forward into adulthood and, and, and beyond. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Nikki, thank you for stopping by. No, I appreciate it. Good you luck tonight. Me. Enjoy it. Thanks. Soak up the moment. Thanks. And uh, I'll definitely see you around. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank I you. appreciate it. Well, this brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of the Pats Podcast. If you liked what we did here, please remember to like and consider subscribing to the episodes. Uh, leave a comment if you have any questions um, or you want to hear any topics or if you want to become involved in helping with the podcast. Um, until next time, I'm Philip Hensler. And this was the Pats Podcast. Thank you.